Hello from Sierra Leone, and this is Why Are We Talking About Rabbits? That's a podcast aimed at folks who, like Neo in the Matrix, feel the deep sense of dislocation. On this pod, we're going to talk about heavy things. Lightly. We'll use theology and history and philosophy and years of deeply immersive experiences in foreign cultures to figure out... Wait, how did we get here? Today, we're at one of our sites, a place called Freetown in Sierra Leone on the Gold Coast of West Africa. Today, we engage the old world directly in a discussion about the new world and the notion of healing and science and the science of faith. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of also part two of episode 15, so go back. But first, join me, John Hears, and our team of First Things field workers as we wonder aloud, why are we talking about rabbits? This is episode 17. This is Watar live in Sierra Leone. Okay, peace to you guys from Freetown. We're here with Shane and Jake. Those are our two new guys. They're FTF facilitators and field workers. We sent them to live in southeastern Sierra Leone for two years. They sent themselves because they signed up and we love them. Check out last week's email for more on these really good people. Daniel's in town too. He's our executive field director. We'll hear from him in the outro. It's cool. He's going to speak some Creole for us. But... Overall, the real reason we're here is to pick up our work as facilitators of amazing projects led by Sierra Leonean men and women who are striving to build beautiful, sustainable local projects. We get alongside and we help push. But it's local projects that make the difference. So thank God we've been able to get back here through the COVID curtain, taking our time and every precaution because our work keeps calling us back. We're heading to Guatemala too in December. But we're called back, but we must come back with a high degree of wisdom. We have to navigate this community here in West Africa because they know about epidemics really well. In fact, Kaiolan, where Jake and Shane will live, was the first, well, among the first Sierra Leonean villages to suffer death at the hands of Ebola. Kaiolan was hit very hard, also hit very hard by the Civil War. So let's just say the folks that we're working with, well, they know the suffering of sickness very well. So we're incredibly blessed to be back and among folks who've opened their arms to us as true friends. It's gone really well. We weren't sure. I mean, we're outsiders, right? On the edge, coming back through a pandemic. How would it look? It's looked beautiful. People here are very open. It's clear the work of Daniel and Sergio and Austin and others who have come here as a part of FDF, they've laid an incredible footpath of friendship. In a moment, I'm gonna hand it over to two Sierra Leoneans from Freetown, Ansu Mana Bangura and Eunice Lebi. Ansu is a filmmaker and former national volleyball star. Eunice is a university graduate. She works at an environmental protection agency in the capital right here. I want you to hear them chat about old world notions of religion and spirit, witchcraft and culture. And I, I, I want you to hear right, the many ways and the striking ways that new world Sierra Leoneans think about their own culture. It's similar to our own red and blue divide. It's fascinating. As you listen to our chat, 
we're just standing, by the way, meters away from the Atlantic Ocean during this chat, which is like a straight shot transatlantic beeline to Brazil looking out over the ocean. Be aware of a few terms. It'll help you as you get through the accents. First, the term secret society. In West Africa, this means a society of men and women who, led by a priest or a shaman, a witch doctor, they practice traditional animistic prayer rituals and ancient medicinal techniques. So a secret society is where that happens. Juju is a general term used to describe the practices of these societies as a whole. Fanke, Ansu talks about Fanke, is a deadly type of medicine or a spell that's embedded or thrown at a victim. You'll hear Eunice call it a witch gun or a witch bullet. You'll hear a phrase that means to fire a witch bullet. Fittest person, fightest person. You'll hear that and it could confuse you a little bit. Fightest person. That just means shoot a curse at someone so as to lodge the poison spell, the poison bullet in their body. So I add this stuff as a way to help you enjoy was an incredibly honest and intriguing look at how new world Sierra Leoneans think about old world spirituality. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So check out Watar episode 15, that's two episodes ago, for more on this topic as we introduce it there. In some ways, this episode is part two of our episode 15 talk. We're going to attempt to put some skin to the theories of magic we discussed and insight on the notion of science as a type of faith, because that comes up. So without further ado, let's go to the beach and hear from Ansu and Eunice live from Sierra Leone. Ansu, how are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having you. Um, I'm Ernst Manabangura, of course, now residing in Freetown, Sierra Leone. And um, yes, I make movies and as well as a volleyball coach. I know. And we just yeah. played some volleyball, yeah? Ex exactly. <laughs> I played poorly. You played well. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Did you grow up in Freetown here? Yes, I grew up in Freetown. Yeah. And generally, this is the place you call home? Yes. When you think about your Sierra Leonean life. Yes, um, but at the same time, we have a very, I mean, large extension in the province, whereas my father, you know, grew up there and then all a lot of relatives there. So I usually go there and spend some time, of course. So that's what I want to get to, but let's say hi to Eunice real quick. Eunice, you are a friend on our show because you're also friends with our field worker, Daniel. Tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Eunice. I'm Eunice Levy. I am an environmental consultant and I live in Sierra Leone. And so your life also is the same way. I, from talking to you before, you have both a life in the capital and then a life, uh, you have folks that you know outside of the capital. Tell us about your family and are they extended also into the countryside? Yes, well, my family extended, but most, most of them are late now. Like, yes, because most of the time I go visit my grandma, but she's, she's late. So I, I, I only go there to work now and not to go visit any family member because I don't really have lots there now. So folks, right, have passed. So, so here we are. Here's the real crux of the conversation. So in our previous podcast, we talked about the two natures of sort of the human mind, which is one that is rational and always thinking about in a scientific way and the other which has the spiritual nature 
tell us about what it is in Sierra Leone that they call the, the secret society. And tell us if that ever brushes up against your own life. And in America, we might call this, what do we call it, Daniel? Is it juju? Juju, uh, yeah, like magic, witch yeah. doctor stuff. We, witch doctor, Juju, yeah, sure. So yeah. tell, does it ever impact you? And what do you think of it? Yeah, definitely mixed feeling because for my background as well, you know, and um, from my grandfather, of course, very much traditional, you know, like the Oja Society. And then we have one that we called um, Para Society, which of course is a lot of people in the city, especially, fear that so much. And you have another one, like if you want to come out during the night at 12 o'clock, everybody had to stay inside. Nobody would come out because they says it's so fearful or horrible to see. So nobody comes out. But there are, there are some that are very good. I mean, you could enjoy because it's more like um, ceremoniously or maybe during the festival that comes out and, and then people go there and see. But then it's just two way because one, it can impact people differently. So when you say it, are you meaning a type of belief system, uh, a tradition, uh, a set of activities? Is it prayers? What is the it when you're calling it? Yeah, it's, it's a tradition. Okay. Of course, we have Muslims, we have Christians, and we have those who don't believe in these two things. They believe in their own spiritual God or whatever they talk with or they do with. Mm -hmm. And even when it comes to like, with some we call them the, the witch doctor or the abalis. You know, so if some abalist, abalist, yes, ah, it's the a, herbalist. yes, that's how we call them. Of course, if you seek malaria, you're in the province. You many places you don't go to the hospital. You go there, they have the tops, they 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 these abs that they will just mix for you and give it to you, and then you drink, and then it helps. Yeah. So help me, Ansu and and Eunice. So in America, if I were to get sick or something, and go to an herbalist. It wouldn't have any religious overtones. It wouldn't be like a religious activity. Is it a religious activity if you go to an herbalist that you know to be practicing traditional worship or traditional religion? If you went, or Eunice, you're a Christian, would you go to an herbalist who is, you know is um, involved in one of the societies, but you know he has a good herbs? What would you do in that case? Well, I will go, but not to worship his God or whatever. And it will be in a conditional um, um, state because I will go basically for the herbs. I see. And the way I will take the herbs or what will be just minimal, not him incanting any kind of spirit or saying things that I will not understand. So it will be just clear and I should understand and know what I am taking. I see. So the medicine stands on its own, despite the medicine's connection to the the to the witch doctor. Do I say witch doctor? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, for example, um, Ansu mentioned malaria. We have like an herb they use. They call it bamba. Bamba. Yes. So normally it's common. We take it. You, you, I can't call you like a witch person if you take it or not. They, they even sell it out in the streets. You can just buy it. It's, it's like a wood, and then they put it in in water, and soak it overnight, and you drink the water. So that's it. And then normally you would take it very early in the morning, and it prevents you from all sorts of 
illnesses, malaria and all of that. Yeah. I, I think from there I, I get a little bit of mixed understanding about, I mean, there is how, I mean, Christianity or Muslims, how they, they take these people. Mm -hmm. I think both of these religions will not, will actually frown at these people, will not be in line with them, would advise you not to go there. When you go to mosque or church, they will tell you not to go to any of these abalis to do anything, to take anything from them at all. Because they said, if you do that, of course, you're worshipping another thing. Huh. Of course, there's it. And then if you go to many churches as well, but some of those pastors actually do the same thing. They okay? do. They, they do, do the same thing indirectly because they give you water. That is it's a spiritual water. They give you to drink. They said it's healing water. And, and then they, they will tell you not to go to the Zabalis that gives you almost the same thing, you know, and, and they use, wow. so it, it's this kind of a mixed understanding. But really from the apps, you could learn something that people that are in the province by those days, I mean, the reality, what I look at it, they don't have the facilities. They don't have hospitals. They don't have anything. These things were not there. Mm -hmm. So they have to create something for themselves to keep themselves going. Mm -hmm. So in other words, to discover. So for me, I feel some of those things we don't, society don't really need to frown at them. Like what I'm seeing, I mean, in many places, they look at them as if they're just nothing. They've, they've got something. That is because they've been living from these things. They've been surviving. They live ages. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this. This is, it could be tricky. People are ill. So there's different types of illness, right? Of so there's mental, spiritual, physical. I will speak on behalf of a certain nurse practitioner I know very well who says the illness that affects many Americans is an illness of the heart. And so they'll go to a hospital and get exactly what they want, an injection or the medicine, but no one is actually caring for their spirit. And so the medicine is in some ways not effective. I wonder if there's a spiritual side to the medicine that is real. So I talked with Eunice before. Do you think the medicine from an herbalist or a, 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 a witch doctor or a, in Mali they call it a gong gong. Do you think there is something real about it? Yes, I can say. Um it's real but it depends again because well i can i cannot say every hub is from a witch doctor because no uh, my grandma when she was alive normally when we go to the provinces she would bring these herbs and then if you're caught or then you have a rash or anything she can apply it i wouldn't say that it's witch or anything i see i can i can take that so it's like an option for what they don't have. I see. Yes. Are there some medicines that are delivered by the traditional uh, societies that are bad for you? Like we talked about the witch gun. Mm -hmm. Can you can you guys talk about that? Is that a reality or is it not? Is it not? Is it not real that people are affecting people with this? kind of um, dangerous witchcraft. Is that real here? Because a lot of people in the States don't understand this at all, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think, um, yeah, a lot of those things are there, which like, which gone, they call it Funke, yeah. they call it Ali and Wigipe. You have a lot of them that, I mean, every Sierra if not all, and 95 or 98% believe that these things work. 
and it's affecting and what people like if you have a plot of land that two people are fighting for one person will say i'll go to kabbalah for you and and come back the next day the other person is sick they says i'll fire which witch gun that's what people say you know local what do they what do they call I'll it fire you with which gun which gun so which gun? yeah which gun or funky tell me again how a witch gun works yeah this, uh, as I was saying, the witch gun is, it's, you go to these local people like the best in, in the province and you pay them money. You say, I want this person killed. And then when you pay them, they have a mirror, you know, and they have something like a sebe and with a thread tied with whatever. And they, they actually have some of the herbs they use in those things. And that says, go back or they give you them, go and put it somewhere else, put it in the toilet, put it somewhere else, you know, this. And that says, it will work. And then it happens, you know, in, in many people, occasions. People, people get people, sick. People get sick, you know, and, and, and people say, this is witch gun, this is, this is funky. Mm -hmm. I might have my own different, I mean, philosophy about it, about my, my own thinking. Of course, I used to travel, my father traveled with me a lot. I see the things myself, funky, yeah. witch gun. I see them. I see a lot of cases, a lot of people going there. They say, this person the fire with witch gun. That's what they say in local dialects. They mm -hmm. say, they don't fire this person with witch gun. So for men, I'm so, I mean, the... It's 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 interesting. <laughs> Eunice, talk about the idea that the witch gun might not work on people who don't think the way to receive it. In other words, you can defend yourself. Let's talk about that. Yes, normally I say um, it doesn't work if you are good, if you have a pure heart, and then you do good. And the way the witch gun affects you is, for example, if you're fighting for a piece of land and then you keep coming at each other you don't really let go and just be cool and pray if you fight again and have a kind of um anger over the person it will work but then if you just be cool and pray and just just have an, an open mind trust me when they go to that person if they see you in the mirror or whatever they, they will just tell you no this person then go say it's too strong in a way they, they can't it won't work so so there's an energy this is very much an ancient christian teaching you can find it in the chinese taoism that the more you push against me if i give you no resistance then your push cannot affect me i almost it's like i i i i take your action and your power and i neutralize it by not trying to push back is that something like what you're saying Yes, because um, normally even if they actually get you, you're not even going to notice. It's the witch gun or the bullet, as they say, it's going to be in you, but then no signs or anything would show. A lot of people will look at it, if not in traditional way, they'll look at it in a religious way. So it's either of the two that, that battling a lot more. That I, I would look at it from a different angle and, and feel a lot more has to come from faith if you believe it okay it works okay if you don't care about it you don't believe it it doesn't work but most times what um there, there, there's a clear example one of my cars actually um, um our youngest a younger brother was sick and then he was at the hospital there it was there for up to like two three weeks I mean, he was just getting worse. He was just getting worse. Mm -hmm. And then it gets to the point the doctor says, I mean, this is getting, you have to put this in prayer or whatever. And the family decided to take that, that boy and travel to the province. And when they travel to the province, now the boy's back fit from the witch doctor. Wow. The boy's back fit. So tell me what do people mm. think about this? People believe that it works. People believe that they're powerful. This thing's are working.
last question for you guys. This is really good. Daniel, these are your friends, man. This is awesome. So last question standing here and out by the beach, kind of by a restaurant. Some people argue this, and we call them on my podcast New Worlders, okay? Daniel, you and I are New Worlders. You guys are kind of New World because you've both sort of grown up in Freetown. You've both been educated, right, in the Western style, yada, yada. But many people argue the reason why science is the best witchcraft is because it works for everyone everywhere in the world. Now, I myself have some problems with that. What would you say to, like, the best religion in the world is the new world religion of science because it applies to everyone and can fix everyone. Whether or not you believe, it's still a, it still is true. What do you all think about that? You can, you can both answer it. Yeah. <laughs> or not at all. It's a tricky question. I think for me, it's, it's I used to say, I, I, I come from, I'm a Muslim. Okay, and and I I learned the Holy Quran as well. Okay. okay, I I read the Bible as well, you know, and I go to church many times. You know, they invite me for different things. I go there, so kind of a well balance. You know, go to different yeah. and, and get. So for me, I believe this thing's the practice. My father used to tell me like, if I dream of something, I could easily interpret my dreams for myself. In most occasions, it's happened because of what we call science. It's practice the same occurrence if I dream this thing this happened I have it in my head I dream the same thing similar thing happened I dream it again similar thing happened then I know whenever I dream this this thing happened so that's what is happening in the province that's it's all about most of their apps the use is they've been trying it walking and walking and walking so they believe it's, so it's science yeah it's science so they, they believe it. Then now this works for this thing. So if you go now, they try to modernize it a bit. What to do? They have different files as well for different medicines, and they write about it because they themselves they find out a lot more about the medicine. How when they give you how you complain, how you're feeling, they take some of those things, they put it in the practice, and they know next time what they do if they should give this more. So they are working as well. There are a lot of people here in Sierra Leone think don't really concern about the science inside of this traditional. Just, because it works like it science. Works like science. Yes. So, to me, I say, um, if you think a lot about it, you'll be confused. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 a way balance. It's they meet halfway. Yeah. I, I I think so too, and I think the way Ansu you ex described it, uh, we'll just end this way. Perhaps you agree. I think the people that I know who I love who believe in science. But don't believe in a god or spirits or juju or Christ or I think they also have, like a religious person, a belief in science because they have given the energy to the science and the science works again and again in the same way that in the provinces people have practiced it for many years. And the same way my friends practice science, if I think rationally, then everything will work. And I think of it as like a type of religion, but is that a good way to think of it? Is it all sort of equal then? Or are some sciences better than others? Because some Christians would say some sciences are better, like this Christian science, the science of Christ is better than the science of Newton or somebody from, from you know, the Enlightenment. I don't know. Last thoughts, are you, are you guys sad you spoke on this with 
Daniel, what do you think about all this? Daniel is our field worker in Kaiolan, what he was. This is a great conversation. This is too high level for me. I can't really, <laughs> I can't really participate. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. You're the best. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you. It kind of went different than maybe we thought, but um, it was wonderful. Ansu, sign off. Yeah, how old are you? Tell us just so they can get a picture for, like, yeah. like, what are you about? I don't know, five eight. Yeah, and, and how old are you? I'm thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Wow, guys, this guy looks like he's like 20, <laughs> like powerfully in shape. And you are single or married or you have kids? I'm single. I right. have one kid. And one kid? <laughs> yeah, I'm single. I have one kid. Ansu, thank you. Eunice, any last comments? How old are you? Do you have kids or family? Um, I am 27. Uh, no kids. And yes, I live with my parents. You do? Yes. I have two sisters and a brother. And where do you work? I work at Intigems, an environmental consultancy firm. Okay. Yeah. It's been a real pleasure to have you both here. Uh, we'll see each other. We'll hang out. And uh, excellent. Thank you very much. Shenny's Gagi Marjos. That, as usual, means to you the victory. That's often said at the KP table in Georgia. But we're not in Georgia, are we? We're in Salon. That's Daniel Paternos, Executive Field Director. You speak. Thank you, thank you. That's thank you, thank you. You speak <laughs> Creole. That's Creole. K-R-I-L. Did I do a good job? It's not that hard. Thank you, thank you. No, you sound like... No, that's just wrong. I sound bad? Oh, yeah. look at you on your phone while we're signing <laughs> off. You're so focused. So anyway, we go see back. Yeah. Uh, no, you got it. We go see back. Not Creole talk. Say it right. Like, say this. We'll see you soon. Spoken to the language in the Creole community relocated. Say something. Yeah, well, if not Creole talk, so I go tell and say, we go see back late next time. Later, later. <laughs> That's us signing off in the local language Creole, which, by the way, it's a fascinating story. Creole was a language born of a British initiative to return slaves to Africa from all around the British colonial empire, and it's an initiative fraught with crazy cultural hurdles. Because they had to sort of invent a language, right? Oh yeah. And they did. It's yeah. real. Yeah, there's there's multiple theories of how it arose, but it's it's fascinating. I it's, it's... recommend that y'all take a look at that history, and maybe we'll do a pod on it. Anyway, that's our pod from Sierra Leone. Thanks for coming along. Watar is produced by Andrew Short and this guy, Daniel Federnos. What's up? Thank you, Daniel. Our pod is brought to you by the Creators of First Things Foundation, a nonprofit that lives and works in some of the world's toughest neighborhoods, immersing in order to create momentum for local change makers, folks we call impresarios. Share WhatsApp with a friend. Hit us up with solid reviews on iTunes and everywhere you get your podcast. Your love for us allows us to love and serve others. Nakfandis, hasta luego, kambufo. Those are some of the languages. How do you say it? Gilbi panda. Gilbi panda. That's Mende. Good night. Nice. Say it again. It will be Panda. Peace out to all of you. See you with episode 18. <laughs>